Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. UK, UK Tech Weekly Podcast. <laughs> UK Tech Podcast. <laughs> UK Tech Podcast. UK Tech... We can get through this. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello, and a warm welcome to this surprisingly jaunty episode of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's least fact-checked weekly tech podcast, trumpeted into your ears once a week like a clever elephant. The UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment karate chop delivered by the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Micworld UK, and Computer World UK. Every Friday, we are marched off to an audio prisoner of war camp, digging audio tunnels, dumping audio soil, and jumping motorbikes over barbed audio wire in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Please don't forget to subscribe, review, and tell your friends. I'm David Price, acting editor of Macworld UK, and today I'm delighted to be joined by three of the finest chatters in the land. Straight talking Charlotte G, Hello. editor of Tech World. Don't know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I jumped the gun there. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> for goodness sake. Cleverer than Stephen Hawking, Tamlin McGee, online editor at Computer World and Tech World. Hi. That would have worked better if you'd heard the straight talking straight away before and you trampled all over it, Charlotte. Yeah, sorry. And please stop squawking, <laughs> Henry Burrell, staff writer on PC Advisor and Macworld. Hello. Highly professional. This week we are talking football, politics and space. We have liftoff. Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. When you put your arms around me, I get a FIFA that's so hard to bear. Henry Burrell, you give me FIFA. (laughs) But when will I get it? And why should I care? Well, you can get it today as we record. Uh, it has been out one day as you listen, listener. Uh, FIFA 17 is out this week um, for PS4 and Xbox One. Amazing. And as every year, this is a big deal, <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> but the reason I kind of want to talk about it is just to talk about, um, in particular, games that have little incremental uh, releases and new updates and things like that and why people get so excited about them. Um, and well, also... well, before we move oh, on to that... Oh, yes. Should we just quickly cover the basics of FIFA? Oh, no, I was going to. Don't um, worry. So the whole new thing about uh, this uh, FIFA compared to previous, many, many previous games uh, is there's a brand new mode called the Journey Mode, right. which is um, EA Sports' attempt to make the game even more relatable and sort of build a, yourself a character. So usually on FIFA, you can go in, uh, as you well know, and just play 
play matches of football <laughs> until it sounds clever they should uh, yeah they should work on that um, but they do like a career mode which is normally just create your own team um, you can sort of rise up through the leagues try and win Champions League FA Cup uh, whatever you want really so normally you're the manager yeah and sort of quite removed it's a little bit you sort of just basically pick the team and play endless games and never sleep <laughs> but um, in the new FIFA 17 there's uh, something called the journey mode uh, where they've been I, I think it's quite cool it's, it's quite a bold move they've just said you have to be this one character who's uh, this young chap called Alex Hunter. Uh, and then I, I, I'm not entirely sure if you can do championship uh, teams, but I think you can pick him to be in any uh, Premier League team. And then he's just actually like a character who t- they takes you through cutscenes and different stages of his development. Like he starts out in the youth, youth academy. And you have to break your way into the first team. Uh, you have to have interviews after matches and things like that. And a little bit like Football Manager, mm. uh, whatever answer you pick, uh, it uh, affects the outcome of your progress through the club but surely the whole point of post-match interviews is to say absolutely nothing at all well that's what most <laughs> modern footballers would do but i just hope there's like a maybe like you know like on i think it looked a bit, little bit like on um who wants to be a millionaire you got four <laughs> different answers and like one of them is obviously one of them stupid. is obviously yeah one of them is obviously <laughs> i hate say, all my teammates <laughs> yeah, yeah if you say that you're not going to get in the team but i mean um uh, I, I do admit i've yet to play this game uh, we're going to try and review it on pc advisor um but i'll be interested to see if that actually makes a big difference and it got me to thinking about I mean I think it's justifiable that you can bring out a game every single year and charge a, a fan base I think so for 40-50 pounds if they're people charging, love yeah. so they're charging for a full game every yeah. year yeah and based on what you've said not a whole lot has changed no the this, fundamental this, this is the game thing itself. so if we're, if we're being a little bit more pessimistic mm. about it no it's exactly the same <laughs> really the same game as it's been out for the last three or four years I'm, I'm sure many listeners who know better than me will, will disagree um but then i kind of thought well, one of bit... our colleagues was saying that the sort of the engine the sort of they've, they've tweaked the way that it plays yeah they've got like but... there's, there's some funny marketing material with harry kane wearing looks what like a, a big neck brace but they've got like done special effects for the most famous players so like the graphics are ridiculously good actually mm. um and you can sort of have interaction with famous players as you like are oh, this character who moves through the through the ranks as, as it were I, so heard it's that, trying... I heard that there's no such thing as iceland oh really um, in, in the game <laughs> anyway just not in general not, not in general because <laughs> um uh i don't know if it's true that they never had iceland but um, but Iceland did well. I and I mean I I don't know a lot about football, but I'm looking around. I think Iceland did quite well in some kind of a tournament <laughs> recently. They beat, they knocked England mm, out yeah, of the Euros. That, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that doesn't really mean they did that. well. It just means England did exceptionally yeah. badly. But I think but I think after they did that, EA came in with a derisory cash offer for mm. Iceland's team to appear oh, in the right. game, and they said, "Can we have more money than that?" And they said, "Not really." So, so there was no, <laughs> such, just said no, no such thing in Iceland. No, no. such thing as Iceland yeah. in FIFA 17, as I understand it. I don't know if they've done. Remember games in the olden days? They used to have the team would be called something like Coldland or something. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, so, you know, me and Tam were talking yesterday about how we used to play Pro Evo. Yeah, when it was we were brilliant. Younger, and they didn't have any licensing, so it was just like the Manchester Reds. Yeah, <laughs> and, Alan Beera. Yeah, should not be missing out on the lucrative and massive Icelandic market alienating mm. that fan yeah. base. Yeah. But presumably, yeah. I mean, they, they've, they've become a viral sensation, haven't they? Mm. So yeah, but I like the fact of... they just put two things up to FIFA. Well, I'm not... That's why I, I don't know how the negotiations went. I'm going to say it, that's how they It's possible went. that their two fingers was just them saying, please, more money. Yeah. And, it's and, quite um, a small nation. And I remember a great anecdote. I think this is uh, one of the footballers in the Iceland team when he was at the Euros. He was saying that Iceland is so small that, and so many of the nation actually went to watch that he would just be on the pitch and look in the crowd 
And he wouldn't know the person, but he'd recognise them just because he sees them all the time yeah. in Iceland. Yeah, <laughs> I can believe that. Well, it's just like a town, isn't it, basically? Pretty it's much. I mean, country. yeah, it's probably quite an ignorant thing for us to say, but <laughs> it does sound like it. But I mean, yeah. on, the point of, on the point of FIFA, um, I wanted to know what you guys thought, because um, even though I do play FIFA and I do love FIFA, every year when the new one comes out, I think, ugh, £45 for mm. the, again, but we end up doing it. But... I was well, just there's, a whole, thinking... there's a whole raft of games that are based on this yeah. business model, um, mostly sport games. Yeah. Like the, I mean, John Madden always used to be the classic, the American football franchise, where it would just be every year, they'd update the names, they'd mm. hardly change the game. I was kind of thinking, yeah, go on. I, I, feel, I feel like there's a kind of fa- uh, parallel to be had with the film industry, because uh, it's just it's playing, it's an economic model that plays it safe, right? Yeah. Uh, all the Marvel films are essentially the same thing. <laughs> People still watch them, and they're still fun. Mm. But there's a very safe tendency to just veer towards mm. rehashing and remakes and prequels and so on. I mean, are they just updating? Okay, so I I don't play FIFA. I live in a house where FIFA is played a lot, so I'm sort of <laughs> vaguely aware of it. Um, are they just updating it to take account of the changes in the Premier League in the last year? So yeah, I think when a new FIFA comes out, the mm-hmm. The leagues will be set as the, t- the current teams. Right. Yeah. So it's just to keep it up to date. Then throughout that season, you can you have like um, downloadable content. So like if a player okay. gets injured or something, you can stay true okay. to re- real life. They'll like take him out of the team. So maybe is that is that a transfers. motivating fact of people? Do you reckon just that uh, they I want so. it to reflect what is actually happening? Yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, I was the parallel I kind of drew in my head a little bit, slightly tenuous, was phone releases every year. Mm. Um, you don't really need to get the new one, but. Mm. If you do, there will be reasons why it's been improved and yeah. marketing will claim <laughs> that it is a better experience and then yeah. you need to buy it. But yeah. it's just funny that I thought I kind of balk at paying £45 mm. every year, but there are millions of people out there who will just yeah. get the new If iPhone. you get hours of fun out of it, I guess, you know, yeah. I mean, that could be But you would it. have also got those hours of fun out of FIFA 16, yeah. surely. Yeah, that's true. Um, mm. It's. I mean, we got a bit spoiled, I suppose. This is what we want things to be absolutely perfect. Yeah. On the phone front, yeah. um, we've, we've kind of got to a point where the tech industry has to keep moving forward or it dies. Um, mm. it, it, it cannot... You had the mobile phone, the rise of the mobile phone, and they sold mobile phones to people. And they were for a while, it was Boomtown, and all these <laughs> you know phone shops were you know rising up everywhere. And then suddenly, most people had a phone, um, and then they all started going out of business because it's mm. just, well, there's nobody left to sell phones to. Mm. So then they had to create this rolling model where even though we all have phones and the phones work great, um, and we don't really need new phones, then they've had to try and oh here's the new thing. Mm. Listen, yeah, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking that I used to be quite pessimistic about things like software updates for phones. Um, my iPad's quite old, so I'm, I don't really want to update it to the new iOS because mm. I've always been a bit like, well, they're probably just doing that to, you know, a couple of generations will no longer work properly, so it's going to encourage me to mm. buy a new product. But security. But security, I know. But no, but now what I was going to say, now I'm thinking, like the fact that the iPhone 7's great, but it's yeah. not really that different. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for a company like Apple, but oh, <laughs> but really, I think now when they update these things, they're generally like, "This is actually better, guys." But like you say, David, well, yeah, they've I mean, got nothing. Can, you can't really add anything. But how much better? I mean, it's <clears throat> like, fundamentally here are apps you can use them. There is a camera. It's okay. I mean, like you know, a lot of it is is kind of and environmentally, it's it's pretty bad. Which yeah. putting out there. Just going back to games again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing <laughs> controversial. Uh, I think it's interesting compared to the PC market because yeah. oftentimes you'll get a 
game that's not like FIFA, like Skyrim or something, yeah. whereby the, the fans improve it and improve the textures and update it. And it's possible, <clears throat> like, it, it shows that it's doable to have an updated game that's kind of managed by the fans. Yeah. Uh, but when you play it on consoles, you have to kind of rely on EA games or EA yeah. Sports to yeah. release it every year. Yeah. Well, the the, the paid-for paid model, yeah. Because yeah. um, the, the rise of mobile, again, is it's got this parallel thing of updates to apps that are free. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, like this is this is something that's very powerful. Is that you buy buy a piece of software and then you enter into a contract with the company that they will support that piece of software without charging you any more money mm. for sort of the lifetime of your device or whatever yeah. or until something else mm. comes along that's better. Um, but you don't you don't get anything like that with um, FIFA. You really kind of feel like FIFA. It could mm. be just an update. Where yeah. they could just put out a patch. Yeah, yeah but it's that FIFA. has all the updated <clears throat> names. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we are talking about FIFA. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. Well, we, we get a bit become... divorced from like how an awful an organisation they are. <laughs> it's kind of inevitable that they would be sort of not necessarily the most benign and you know uncapitalist organisation. Are, are you have. saying that the game named after FIFA is representative of <laughs> the political organisation FIFA? <laughs> Well, I just, I don't know. Because this, this might be true. I mean, I don't know. F- football's not exactly, not. I mean, I mean, football's not exactly a kind of, you know, lovely uh, sport. I mean, look at Sam, you know. Uh, yeah, who would have thought big Sam Allardyce would be a dodgy geezer? Yeah, I know. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing, but the, the entire industry is pretty much a bit corrupt and driven entirely by financial. I'm game. sure there are um, good <laughs> apples in yeah. the barrel, if that's. Good apples in no, the I'm sure, Yeah, I'm sure there are. <laughs> but the barrel, but the barrel itself seems looks a bit rotten. Put it that way. I think there. I think the the barrel is is sort of um, systemically rotten. Wait, what is the barrel at this point? The, the is football industry fo- is, is football okay. governance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the barrel yeah. of football governance. <laughs> there we go. That could be the title of the podcast. Um, <laughs> well. Um, we got away from the game a little bit, but we can still go around the room and I can ask you each, you give me FIFA or FIFA, that's so hard to bear. Is that a bit tenuous? Um, uh, Tamlin McGee. I'll have to go with the first one purely because of the better pun. But my, my well, heart lies elsewhere. It's kind of the same pun, <laughs> to be fair. But, um, but oh, by the way, Tamlin, um, you had... A PS4 shipped out to you oh, at great expense yesterday. Will it was very FIFA, exciting. <laughs> will FIFA be one of the first games you download? No, it won't. Right. Even though you said you give me FIFA. But I just liked the phrase you give me FIFA. It works better. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> All right. Oh, and by the way, I think there is, there's one feature that's exclusive to Xbox that you won't get, um, which is old players, best oh. players. Old players? Legend players. You know, oh, like George Best and George stuff. George Best on FIFA. Uh, so you don't get that, mm. but uh, anyway, in his prime, um, presumably. Yeah. No, I think I <laughs> no, think the latter think years. Dead <laughs> on, <laughs> on Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drinking white wine spritzers. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Henry Burrell. You give me FIFA, yeah, I'll play it. Excellent. Uh, and Charlotte G. FIFA, that's so hard to bear because it's always been played in my house and I can't watch the TV. I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll we'll have a little break now, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Mr. Donald Trump. Welcome back. Uh, Tammy McGee, uh, I want to talk about politics with you. I haven't got a song for this bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to work out a way to sing um, House of Pain's Jump Around with, <laughs> with Trump Around, but it didn't really work. So we're just going to start talking. You can try if you right. want. No. Well, I think it's, um, <laughs> it's worth a shot. 
Well, surely. no, it doesn't, because you need to have the backing We could do it. Beat. Go on, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about American politics, Tamlin. Um, but to keep it techie, the, um, the politics of Silicon Valley and the tech of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on in America right now, politically? Well, specifically, to, to provide the context first, um, both... Hillary and Trump in this sort of clown parade of an election. Have, <laughs> That's a strong start. Have, a, have been sort of grasping with uh, the internet and trying to make the best of social media and memes and so on and so forth, <laughs> just to provide a bit of a bit more context. A meme, if you're not aware, are those images that are of viral images with words on the top and bottom and they're supposed <laughs> to go viral. <laughs> Can you give us an example of a meme? Yes. So there's one that came from the notorious image board 4chan called Pepe the Frog. <laughs> and he's a little green... He sounds jolly and lighthearted. No, he's no, not. No, he's not. Oh, he's not at all. He's a depressed-looking green little guy. Uh, and he's been classed by the Hillary campaign as a figure of hate speech, oh. which is interesting development. Um, on the other hand, we've got something called the alt-right, which is kind of the emergence of right-wing the re-emergence of right-wing politics in the US, uh, figures like Milo, formerly of, gosh, what was his? Breitbart? Mm, Breitbart he's on there now. at the moment, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he had the colonel, didn't the he? Colonel, the, yeah, the, the colonel, yeah, the colonel. Uh, he's kind the of the K-E-R, not yeah. like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of the leading figure of the alt-right, and there's, like a, there's, a, there's a load of people who like to spread really quite noxious images through, you know, otherwise harmless means, like pictures of sad, sad frogs. And so... The founder of Oculus Rift, which is now a Facebook company, Palmer Lucky, it just emerged that he has been secretly funding a pro-Donald Trump meme page. Why would he do that? Well, presumably he likes something about Donald Trump, but um, I've got his his, his opening statement when it was anonymous here. He said, going under the username Nimble Rich Man. That's, that, that's so annoying. Isn't I, it? I know, I know. It's kind of just it just it's speaks in the company called Nimble something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's it's it, the it's rich man part just speaks so much for what's exactly wrong with the way of thinking in Silicon Valley and how mm. it sort of intersects with politics. But he said, I reached out to the leaders of this community, yeah. being a forum on Reddit called The Donald, because I'm doing everything I can to make. America great again. I have do- already donated significant funds to Nimble America, the group that's been spreading these Donald Trump memes, and will continue to do so. I need your help. For the next 48 hours, I will match your donations dollar for dollar. Donate $10 and I will match you by flying my jet a minute less. And it just kind of goes on this way oh, as well. God, that's... And, and these memes that they then posted, these are all anti-Hillary. Mm. Hillary's going to take our guns. Hillary's... There's hacked emails, what that sort of thing. There's that element to it. I think the 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 phrase sort of goes like Donald Trump, not necessarily racist campaign, but number one with racist. So there's an element of these people who are sharing like deeply, deeply noxious stuff, um, and trying to kind of normalise it with these otherwise harmless images that they yeah. put like horrible messages onto. Um, but there's been a backlash. So the gaming community has come out against the Oculus Rift founder, uh, Palmer Lucky. It's hmm, interesting. Um, and uh, it's it's forced him to backtrack a little bit. So some of the VR developers have said that they're no longer going to develop games for Oculus. Yeah, that's right. Um, and in response to that, Palmer Lucky has... I'm not going to say back down, but he's sort of apologised, isn't he? He's, he's, um, 
he hasn't exactly had the courage of his conviction. No, he said something along the lines of... Uh, I, I've got it somewhere here. But uh, he said something along the lines of like... Tamlin is, is, uh, is researching in real time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's essentially, he's essentially said he's sorry if he's, if he's offended anyone. It's that classic. Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those. Um, but you know, the the whole, the whole purpose was to offend large groups of people, evidently. Yeah. Well, so the interesting thing here is that, um, Parmalucky has, um, he sort of burned his career a little bit here, I think. That's what I sense is that, um, a lot of the tech industry has, has hit back at him. Mm. But he's by no means the first, he won't be the last, um, clueless tech billionaire to jump on the, um, the libertarian right wing side of politics. Um, and there's this real, there's this real, um, uh, contrast between the way we view Silicon Valley as this optimistic, um, utopian place. And in, you know, in California, in San Francisco, it should, it should be liberal. That's what you'd think. Um, but it's not. You keep getting these these billionaires that chime in, that think they know best, and they're always on the sort of Donald Trump side. Well, I don't know. Like even even well, uh, evidently like well intentioned ultra rich people, like the Iron Man imitating Elon Musk. Um, he's but on on whom more more to follow. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I just want to do a little trail like they do on um, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare. <laughs> Coming up next on Ramsay's Tech Podcast. But even even his sort of uh, utopian projects are, are you know, not going to be cheap for people. So, yeah, you know, uh, Peter Thiel, I think, is a really great example who, who is yeah. literally researching va- vampirism, human vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when Charlotte mentioned that yesterday about blood, mm. I... Um, I must say, I thought you were joking. No, no, that's literally true. Like, Peter Thiel actually is, is uh, using, like, sort of putting young people's blood into himself because he he <laughs> believes that it will make him live longer. You really, that, that's, you that's couldn't true. make it up, could you? That is true. So yeah. this is Peter Thiel, uh, founder of uh, PayPal. Mm-hmm. Is that right? With, uh, with Elon Musk, actually. Mm-hmm. Have I got that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Peter Thiel has uh, a long history. I was, um, I was looking at <laughs> uh, being of, a <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, 
Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. But also of backing um, failed uh, Republican candidates in the presidential Mm. election. He he supported um, McCain and Palin. A famous, I mean, I quite like John McCain, but I mean, Sarah Palin, absolute wackadoo candidate. You know, he decided to jump on her train, uh, so to speak. And, um, and he supported Mitt Romney to, uh, four years ago. Yes, and now he's, and now he's on, um, uh, I don't know what to well, say. We want him on Donald's side then, don't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he's backing losers, then yeah. He could be on none from the lesser of two evils. Okay. But. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's now, um, firmly hitched his <clears> wagon to Donald Trump. Um, and the circus continues, um, uh, and and he, it doesn't even stop there. You know, you've got um, uh, the Uber chief executive Travis Kalanick, who has repeatedly said that he's inspired by uh, Ayn Rand. Oh um, yeah, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of them say that. That's that's it's, yeah. They it's all go-to love. They love her. Uh, yeah. yeah. Reference these days. Yeah. It's, it's Atlas Shrugged, doesn't it? Yeah. The whole principle of which is just. The, the the principal aim in life should be selfish to one's own yeah. desires yeah. and screw the rest. And if yeah. these sort of captains of industry go away, you know, the people who have all the, the money but don't necessarily do much of the work, um, mm. then the world would just fall to bits. But, you know, if we didn't have Peter Thiel researching human vampirism <laughs> and uh, Oracle's Larry Ellison, like, owning a populated island, then, you know, I'm not too sure the world would collapse or yeah. would be necessarily for I the worse. Okay. But it, it, right. it certainly speaks to the amount of power and influence that these people in tech have. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's the, the particularly, and I, I suppose you could say that it, why are we expecting billionaires not to be self-centered jackasses? Um, but the, the reason from my point of view that it's particularly galling in tech is that, um, and I'm going to say something semi-controversial here. There's no such thing as a self-made billionaire in my view. Um, not in a literal sense, because there's always there's always you look at the story and there's always some degree of rich luck, uncle of help, rich <laughs> uncle along the way. Mm. Um, but it's particularly true in tech, mm. um, and tech tech developments are always built on what's gone before. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this, and if you went back a thousand years and you tried to explain Uber mm. to somebody, to who was around a thousand years ago, Henry? William the Conqueror. Uh, no, the Normans. Yeah, go on. Nearly, so see, nearly the Normans. So you meet a Norman and you say... <laughs> Saxons. Here, here, all right, you meet... So, yeah, set one. Are you, so you meet a Saxon and you say, here's what Uber is. They'll be impressed, sure, but they're going to go, wow, so you you talk on metal um, phones. To, no phones. You talk on metal bits of... Uh, you talk on bits of metal to other people a long way away. That's amazing. And you go, oh, I didn't invent that bit. And then they go, oh, well, so you connect all these bits of metal via phone lines. That's amazing. Oh, I didn't invent that bit. Oh, well, so you've got a gig-based economy. Oh, everything is on demand. No, I didn't invent that bit. I just made it for taxis. Yeah. And and people like this Uber guy, he thinks he invented Uber, but he just put his little bit of magic on the top. And yeah, everything yeah. that goes before it was invented by other people. Mm-hmm. His yeah. entire shtick is yeah. building on an existing community. Um, and of course, particularly because it's tech, then they're all 
college educated. They've all come through a very privileged upbringing. Mm. I'd like to say something about Bill Gates quickly as well. Because oh, he's, please do. He's, genu- he's generally really well regarded for his philanthropy and such. But even the things that seem positive on the surface, like the Bill and Melinda, Melinda Gates Foundation starting schools in Uganda and stuff, um, unions have just come out in Uganda completely against it because they're all failing. Same in uh, Seattle, where the teachers are about to wage a strike against these privatised schools, essentially. It's all ideologically based from people like Bill Gates, who think they've got all this money, they can change the world for the better. But what if they're wrong? They're doing it anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. Mark Zuckerberg came out last week with his wife, and they want to cure all diseases <laughs> yeah. in, in our children's yeah. lifetime. Mm. And, and they're going to do that. Bold. Yeah, they <laughs> do they, love a grand sweeping gesture, don't they? they they're going <laughs> to cure all disease with a donation of, you know, of three billion. So I don't want to downplay that. But that donation is equal to um, a tenth of the National Institute of Health's annual um, research budget. Mm. So they, they think they can come along with this, what is essentially monkey peanuts. Um, and they're going <laughs> to solve all... all diseases mm. because of this really sort of arrogant sense of tech optimism that we can fix anything that the market will fix everything mm. which is in itself quite randian is that the, is that the right word for <laughs> yeah and, it's, Rand? and it, yeah. it's naive as well because like technology is ultimately a tool right yeah it's a apolitical thing and the question is yeah. Who's using it and for what? And there's always yeah. going to be an ideological purpose behind it. Mm. And it happens to be that there's these very naive, ultra-rich people who are, even with the best intentions, because no one wants to think of themselves as a villain, mm. are actually wreaking havoc. Mm. Mm. Do you think even the people who are practising vampirism don't think they're villains? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Peter Thiel thinks I think he's, he's got too much free time these days. Mm. <laughs> well, after shutting down Gorka. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well that, well, that in itself is very Ayn Rand, is mm. the waging a war against the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the whole thing is that journalism is, is essentially a corrupt industry. Obviously, we're a little bit biased <laughs> on that one, but, you know, there is possibly the uh, political purpose of the media speaking truth to power and so on, which um, Donald Trump, you know, bringing us back to Donald Trump, Donald Trump wants to change the libel law so that the media can be sued more easily. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a bit <laughs> sad now. A bit glum. Um, yeah, who would have thought these uh, young, uh, naive billionaires would turn out to be? Yeah. <laughs> who would have suspected Less than perfect people. I know, <laughs> um, gosh. Well, I mean, there, yeah, there is that messiah complex side of it yeah. that you get with somebody like Zuckerberg or Bill Gates. They're all um, men. Yeah, so all right, all right, tell, <laughs> tell me about female billionaires, Charlotte. Well, there aren't very many of them. I mean, oh, well, that's, the, that's bad. I don't like that. Yeah, well, no, I, well, I, I don't know. I'm against that. I'm just, I think the richest woman in the world is uh, <laughs> the L'Oreal heiress, Lillian Bettencourt. I'm, I mean, there aren't there aren't very many. There isn't really a female equivalent of Mark Zuckerberg. There's there's Cher Wang, who owns HTC Corporation True. in Taiwan. Yeah, well, actually, it's weird because, like, it's a slightly different story when you start looking at Asia and China in particular. There are, there are more female billionaires over there in the US but in the west I, I'm trying yeah. sort of in the west like, I, I don't know if she's a I'm fine I'm fairly sure she's not a billionaire but yeah. Melissa but, Meyer but, yeah. would be the most obvious yes. equivalent of but I'm talking about people who founded yeah. sort of a company rather than just tech CEOs so I don't know um, I don't know why that is just yeah. thought I'd point it out so if they were in that position would they give all their money away I don't know. Or would they have oh, this comes back to the old, are women parties? innately <clears throat> better people than men? Um, I don't really know. I think they are, definitely. Okay. Well, that's that's nice. Thank you. Am I about to drop an Emma Golden quote in a tech podcast? Yeah, go on, do I it. don't think I am, because I can't remember it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but if you Google 
something something Emma Goldman. I'm sure you'll find. Okay, I'm going to do that straight <laughs> well, away. After. What sort of a quote is it going to be? This is so you're such a tease. <laughs> it was going to be something incredibly witty. It was an opposite. It was essentially completely in favour of universal suffrage and equal rights between genders and recognising mm. that women are systematically oppressed, but also that the innate view that women would be running the world differently is kind mm. of absurd as well. Yeah. But then, mm. you know, who am I? <laughs> we are yet to have a podcast with a female host. True. Um, don't look at me. See, <laughs> well, this is a problem. Is that you because know, you'd um, make them sing? I don't want <laughs> And they don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think that the host gets to do what they like. Yeah. yeah. I think the host could make everybody else. I can make you sing. Yeah. Well, maybe I could maybe, give you um... my blood. <laughs> Are you saying he's old? Implying. Uh, I think we should wrap it up there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go around the room. The question is: billionaire shortbread or billionaire fruitcake? I'm quite pleased with that. That's good. Fruitcake. Uh, fruitcake. Billionaire fruitcake. Yeah, definitely. It's got to be fruitcake. Hooray! Everyone agrees. Um, <laughs> we'll be back after a short break to talk about space. Charlotte G, um, I understand that you are super pumped to talk about Musk's massive munition. What's the main <laughs> message? Okay, so uh, yesterday Elon Musk uh, stood up um, at the International Astronautical Congress. And, Astronautical? Yes, yes, that is a word, don't <laughs> doubt me. And uh, he talked about uh, SpaceX and his plan to uh, make human life multiplanetary by building a self-sustaining one million person civilization. On Mars. Um, he says that the first people carrying missions to Mars are going to be taking place in January 2025. That's the plan. That's eight years That's away. quite a long way away. Well, he, he it's was, not that far. Yeah, wasn't he saying 2022 you could have people Yes, Mars. but in terms of the... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the deadline is slightly i mean why is there a deadline i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you why actually there there is a reason why these dates kind of vary okay and that's because uh if you're traveling from earth to mars you have a 26 month opportunity it comes around every 26 months the 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 planets the rendezvous yeah the rendezvous so basically that's 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 when they're close yes yeah yeah. Um, so yes. So that's that's quite uh, an interesting idea. Whether or not it's a good idea. I mean, the idea is is making space travel radically cheaper. So so it kind of currently costs cheaper than it currently. Yes. Well, it's how a, much does it currently cost? It's about ten billion dollars a person. Um, <clears throat> and Elon Musk reckons that he can bring that down to one hundred thousand dollars per ticket to go to Mars. I still wouldn't be able to afford that. I yeah, I did like. It. In well, his... you say that, but actually. If you really think about it, if you no, I still can't. If you were going, if you were going to, if you sold absolutely everything, inclu- I don't to, I'm not in that. No, I know, but if you, but if you know what I mean, just for a trip to space. Yeah, but I mean, if you, a lot of people, if they, if you think about people, I don't know, that have a house or whatever. If they sold that, they might be able to afford it. I, don't I have know. a house, but I think it's owned by the bank. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm what I'm saying sure is that probably is is more. Obviously, that is an extremely large amount of money. But it's radically more affordable than than, than, 10, billion. than ten billion. So you could you could sell all your stuff, have no money when you arrive arrive on Mars, and just be a surf. Yeah, but maybe. But yeah, but well, that you're, yeah, but oh, we don't know what the kind of civilization is, is going to be. Be the first homeless Mars. person what, what the on Mars. <laughs> exactly. What's the welfare system like on Mars? Is there a I don't social know. I mean, I mean, this is this is the this is the thing. I guess. I mean, yes, you could sell everything and go to Mars. I think this is kind of what he's implying. But I mean, who who really wants to do that? It's a bit risky. Okay. Well, so, yeah. let's let's go back to the basics. And why why do we need to go to Mars? Um. 
Because, uh, basically, his, his idea is that it's essentially not a very good idea to have all our eggs in one basket. If some kind of huge, disastrous event happened to Earth, that would wipe out all of human civilization. So the idea is that by doing that, we can secure the future of our species. So if you're basically. on Mars as part of this million-person mm-hmm. uh, colony... Which, which isn't going to exist until 20... Ooh, I think 75, he said... Okay, so in the meantime, the million. let's say 10 years from now, you're part of what is going to be mm. a landing party of 300 yes. people. And then the extinction event happens yes. and all the rest of humanity is wiped out. Yes. You're going to be fine and dandy at that point. Well, that's the idea. The, the idea is that once you have a certain number, you sort of reach a self-sustaining point where, where that civilization can just sustain itself. I mean, it depends. The, the, the thing that he's saying is going to happen, by the way, in six years is I think the first cargo missions. But the okay. first human missions, in theory, are twenty twenty five. I mean, the the idea is is that they are able to, you know, grow plants. They're able to build a sort of self sustaining colony. So if something awful happened on Earth, they would be okay because they don't need those the shipments that they had previously. I don't know. There's, I mean, it's a pretty mad idea. In fairness, it does it does sound fairly mad. Yeah, the, but it's potentially doable. That's. Yeah, that's what mad people always say. No, I know. There's there's no uh, air on Mars, right? So how um, are they going to get around that? Okay, I I had some interesting data on this, which I haven't brought with me. Um, <laughs> Best kind of data. There's, there's anecdata. Anecdata. There's I think I think there's like the third a third of the oxygen on Earth. I mean I mean yeah, you would you'd have to build kind of pods and or stuff. Just breathe three times as much. I think I think there was some idea about about kind of uh, if you were able to produce enough vegetation potentially you could create so if everyone takes a house plant with them yeah if everyone just brings <laughs> along a pot plant it'll be fine I, I i think that that was mooted as an idea i don't really know i'm going to leave that why, why has why has space travel become the prerogative of like wacky millionaires why aren't nasa doing it anymore uh, nasa got no money yeah yeah they, they've been the sim- they've been systematically kind of defunded since the space race i mean they haven't really had essentially the... since they stopped being a cold war yeah yes exactly exactly um, need another one of those yeah let's get let's, 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 let's ramp up soon. the pressure yeah i was gonna say let's China. wait until let's see if trump gets elected um, well, that although too, actually yeah. he's good friends with russia isn't he because mm. i don't know whether to like uh, there's something about elon musk that i kind of abhor but also mm. oh yeah i mean like he's got what is he he's tesla paypal yes. spacex yes um i kind of i kind of admire in a way how he's bringing this i might how so, single-minded he is yeah I'm like, and like you say, like he's sort of thinking about <laughs> end of days, extinction, yeah. and how to, how to better it. So well, I don't know, there's just something about yeah. it that he well, kind of seems to throw everything at a wall and sees what sticks. I, I think the thing, well, sorry, just to jump in, I think I think the thing I find most depressing is that he is he's essentially saying that he's given up on Earth. And I find that really kind of sad. Well, we that, we that, did that, pass, you know. I think it was announced earlier this week that we've passed the window of being able to go back yes. on, on carbon overload. Oh, right, well, maybe, maybe he's right there. parts per million, yeah, the, so, the, the uh, dreaded. Well, maybe maybe he's right then. Maybe we are all completely... You should probably give up on it. In but the long term, you know. Damned. I, it, I, I totally get what you're saying, though, because like, it's frustrating that people are saying, oh, yeah, let's go colonize space. It's like, mate, things are disastrous here on Earth. Yeah. Why don't we fix some of this first? Yeah. Like, you know, really work on carbon emissions yeah. and make Earth livable. Yeah, I mean, if, get a new planet. if he was focusing like, his technology on like combating climate change, because yeah. like, there might be some kind of technology solution, I don't know. People yeah. were sort of talking about firing stuff into the... I don't know. You do seem a little bit vague on the details. Yeah, how to fix uh, yeah I'm not sure. But, but you know, I, I'm going to leave that to the experts. If only Mark Zuckerberg would donate a derisory amount of money to fix the <laughs> Yeah, then I know. it will be fixed in no time. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe if we focus our ambitions on that, then then maybe that would be 
better. But isn't Musk developing like some wacky tube, like yeah. hum, human tube? That's yeah, a, there's the yeah. Hyperloop system. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's probably going to pump out some sort of dreadful emissions. Probably, isn't it? yes. He's yeah. probably making it worse. Well, maybe it'll mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe he's cars. doing that deliberately to make everyone go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sort of, you know. Basically ruining it down here. I don't know. Uh, well, let's talk about Richard Branson for a moment. And I Ooh. very rarely say that. <laughs> um, we've we kind of heard all this before. Mm. Um, Virgin Galactic mm. um, was supposed to get a maiden flight into space with passengers on board by 2009. Um, quick update for listeners. It's, it's a little bit later than 2009. Mm. And there have been no um, Virgin Galactic manned space flights. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be cynical about this mm. and say, is this really going to happen? Yeah, that's quite different, though, because, I mean, Branson's talking about doing a, kind of just a suborbital flight where you kind of go a bit above the atmosphere and have a look and go, well, that's very nice, and then come back down. Yeah. Whereas it, Elon Musk's ambitions are quite different. I mean, the thing So I mean, Elon Musk is more ambitious. He's more, way more ambitious. I mean, Branson didn't achieve no. his extremely limited ambitions. No, and true. Yet we're supposed to Although think. he hasn't pumped anywhere near the amount of money into the project as, as Musk has. He has I, got an impressive beard, though. Yeah. It is also, by the way, space is really, really hard. Like, it's really, really quite difficult yeah. to engineer these things. He could work on making his trains a bit nicer. He could, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's If you had your way, Tamlin, nobody yeah. would work on any space stuff. We'd all be fixing problems on Earth. <laughs> yeah, it God. sounds great. Oh. Maybe Branson's busy finding CCTV images of Jeremy Corbyn that's yeah. distracted him from his, his, his galactic. He fell uh, off a project. bike the other day as well. Did he? Yeah, smashed his face up. He's always, he's always sort of doing risky things, isn't he? He's had that parachute. Well, riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, how was he riding it? I don't know. It is risky. Yeah, he was doing a handstand while he was doing it? Probably. Yeah. We should, um, <clears throat> we've not got very much long left, but um, we should probably cover a few more quick details about this. Um, who is going to be allowed to go? Uh, is there going to be any vetting? Anyone that can buy a ticket is what Musk has said. Anyone Brilliant. that can afford... The, basically, there's a sort Just of Venn diagram that's, that's people that can afford... <clears throat> To go to Mars and people that want to go to Mars, and it's people that are in the middle of that Venn diagram that are going to be. That's excellent. So be, they will be completely untrained astronauts. Yeah, I mean, it is massively just people that can afford to go. Is it uh, a one way ticket? Uh, that's a good question. I I would say I think it is, but I would I would double check that. I... I'm pretty sure that when you go, that yeah, you're gone. Um, <laughs> well, on that subject, um, I was reading that he said that um, he says, basically, are you prepared to die? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, if, I mean, that, if like that's, that's okay, what he said. If that's okay, <laughs> you're a candidate for going. Okay. Um, Call them all musketeers. Do you know you? what? That's that's interesting. I mean, are they doing psychological... <laughs> Stop it. You know, testing of people. <laughs> and Henry, you need to leave. Sorry. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, so the last thing I thought we could talk about is that... Um, Space flight has sort of stopped happening, seemingly. Um, you had uh, the first manned uh, aeroplane flight in 1903, and then 66 years later, we were on the moon. I say we. Uh, so you have this whole generation that have seen in their lifetimes, we went from we can't fly at all to we've gone to the moon. Yeah. And then, and it's been another, <clears throat> what, 50 years since there, very little has happened. Mm. What's gone wrong with I'm, space? I'm... <laughs> I'm excited by the prospect of within our lifetimes, space wars, Star Wars, if you will. Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be yeah. pretty sweet. I mean, I think I think as we said earlier, I think mainly mainly Take the, the carbon cold, emissions the cold out war. there. <laughs> Can't I, I reckon mainly the Cold War is is yeah. what I think. 
Um, well, this, what the two I was thinking, the two words I was thinking of when I was mm. reading about this were uh, vanity and publicity. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I think um, overexposure of these kind of projects gives the public more mm. reason to be really pessimistic. Mm. So I think back in, well, obviously it wasn't in the 60s, but back then Kennedy was like man on the moon by the end of the decade. Mm. And it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, but that's only because Yuri Gagarin. I mean, that that was Space race. that was in reaction to, uh, obviously, the Soviets kind of doing So it what we need first. is a crazy Russian billionaire yes, that's to, try what we need. to try and like, do this actually, as well. That's, a perfect, that's, that's perfect. That is clearly what we need. I'm going to interject and say uh, that rocket technology was built on Nazi technology. So maybe can we just not? Ooh, <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think that's a perfect place to start. <laughs> cliffhanger of an opinion. Uh, and with that, oh, oh well, first of all, let's go around quickly. The question is, blast off or naff off? Uh, Tramley McGee. Nap off. Brilliant. Uh, was that for me or was that an answer? <laughs> it was an answer. Okay. Henry? Nap off. And Charlotte? Clearly blast off. Oh, good. Uh, all right. Uh, well, with that, thank you for listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Feel free to get in touch and let us know your thoughts and opinions to shake us down for cash, whatever that means. And if you're interested in advertising, you can tweet us on any of these topics using the handle at UK Tech Podcast or email us on editor at idg.co.uk. We'll be back next week with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. If that sounds like something you'd like, you can find us on Acast, iTunes, SoundCloud and various other podcast sources. And don't forget to subscribe, comment, like us and tell your friends. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Bye. See you. Napple. <laughs> UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.